Yeah, everything's fine. You, <laughs> you only play as good as you look. I forgot to hit a button. We're fine now. Isn't that like, that's like Magfed's That's Magfed and Kearney. Yeah. 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 It's true. I'll actually tell you, I had a funny, I'm going to change it right here. So Josh and I, this actually starts <laughs> hard off. Hard left. Hard left. <laughs> so Josh and I go to the barber and get our hair did together. <laughs> Which is like a, that's a regular thing. That's, that's a regular thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing but wrong with re- that. But recently I was chatting with my barber and I was telling him how we play paintball. And he goes, oh, that's great, man. I love to go out and play paintball and stuff like that. You know, and we're talking about how, you know, our field doesn't have a lot of kids. And he's like, well, I don't care about the kids, man. I'll run up and shoot them. He's like, but the guys who ruin it are the guys who dress in camouflage and take it too far. And I just went like crickets. And I was like, yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's all our first. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. So uh, our perception of what's good uh, first might not always be the best strategy. That's funny. That That's funny. Oh, my God. So, real life <coughs> for real, though. Um, I don't mind everyone dressing in camo and I don't mind the quote unquote like LARPers, but when I have to yell at them that it's a paintball game and that they don't need to worry about where their captain is in this, you know, the chain of command to actually get on the field, <laughs> that's when I have a problem. Or like so. carrying real plates in a plate carrier. Right. I had to well, switch... I, I just don't understand that. Like what I could what? see it like if you were if you if you're trained, if you're real yeah. military, I've heard real military guys when we were a platoon leader, they say train like you're well, play like how you, you play. Right. And I, I get that, but, but I play Call of Duty. <laughs> right. I, I could see it though. Like I got a buddy of mine. I got a buddy of mine who was training for um, uh, a diver course for the, for the military. And it's like brutal. So I could see somebody like him where it's like, you know, maybe he's skipping a gym day to go play paintball. Maybe he throws some plates in to get that extra weight, I guess. But that's like, that's like such a... closest we all get to exercise. It's so true. And it's not enough. Um, (laughs) Because we all ruin it as soon as we finish. We're like, good day. (laughs) Beer and burgers? Yeah. Now let's see how much Popeyes we can eat. (laughs) (laughs) The answer from Brad, if it's spicy, not very much. (laughs) Those biscuits, though. I'll smash those biscuits all day. Yes. Um, <laughs> one opened up in Toronto now. Man, I'm I waiting for five guys to open up in Halifax. Oh, oh I want five to... guys, burgers and fries. Mm. I did crave burger today. That hit the spot. Nice. Oh, man. I went to JJ's Diner. We went for, me and Francis went for a big hike. JJ's it was like, diner. it was like, a, it wasn't like a huge hike. Like, it was like a three hour when we were done, a little over three hour hike. That's but, not bad. Well, it was like, they were like, we asked for the trail at Fundy Park, and they were like, yeah, they call it a medium, excuse me, difficult trail, but it's really easy. I'm like, all right, whatever. And I'm thinking, like, if it's not enough, we'll just go pick another trail. We'll do that one as well. I got about three quarters. Like, it was like, it was, it was like flat, right? So it was just like, like going along. And then, like, three quarters of the way through, it's just sort of like, like the whole trail just went like on a sharp, like 30 degree decline. Like, Brad uh, didn't have a beard when he started the trail. That's it's true. It. It's true. I was clean shaven on one set of fundy and bearded on the other. But like, it was it was fantastic. The waterfalls were amazing, though. Um, yeah, we're, yes. we're actually we're over, dude. We got to take the dogs for a hike. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then I was just like, man, I'm craving like a burger, like an old school burger. Not none of this fancy ass. Like, do you guys had a relish in Halifax? We do. Yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. big. We had a couple. And then I think there's like one left. Yeah, it's because they all except like one of them closed. But like I was like craving an old school burger. I'm like not a relish burger, not one of these like brew pubs where the burger is like this fucking tall. You know what I mean? Like I can't eat it. I wanted just like classic American. <laughs> Unhinged jaw. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, I want classic burger. And then went to JJ's diner. I was like, oh. I didn't even, I like I even didn't even talk while I ate it. I was like, this is exactly what I wanted. That's it's how you know the meal is good. Remember, I always think of the meal we had after and I always fucked this up. Was it in California? Oh, yeah, it was. It was, uh, it, was all that, it was all that street that we didn't see for the three first days we were there, and then we went went one street over, and there was this, like this whole downtown like strip. Do you remember so, when we were in California? Oh yeah, it was like the t- like, it was like it was like a hip been hiding here this entire time. Yeah, there was like the shady like saloon, and then <laughs> we kept going, and then suddenly there was just like high class like indie oh, like yeah. hipster bar. Like it was, yeah. Like had the little steakhouse. Yeah, we, yeah we had, it was amazing. We, all three of us got the same. Uh, the special, yeah. <laughs> was it a? That was so good. It was a sirloin with garlic. No, mash it was. It was a porterhouse. Porterhouse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, god. 
we, that's the best. Yeah. That honestly, like when we travel, like that's it's like PayPal. That's great and all, but like the food, <laughs> we eat good when we travel. Yeah, right. Smash and Porterhouse and Krispy Kremes <sighs> and Waffle House. We have to go back. We have to paintball more in states that have Waffle House. <laughs> we need, we, I'm going to lose a lot of like followers for this, but we need to we need to paintball more in the racist parts of the United States. <laughs> they got the best food. They really do because they don't count calories. It's true. <laughs> well, they do actually, but it's a competition, <laughs> right? <laughs> Only the United States could come up with uh, uh, anyone over 300 pounds eats free. <laughs> Just, that's how they keep the population under control. It's true. I got 300 million people. Where did Blake go? Uh, he's playing bartender. Fun. Yeah. So I don't have any clean glasses. <laughs> bartender and dishwasher. <laughs> so he's playing dive bartender. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Like it's, <laughs> it's hard liquor. It cleans itself. Exactly. <laughs> so <coughs> this past weekend, you guys did Pathfinder. Which was, uh, which somebody wasn't at. I know. Uh, I missed it. I'll be there next year. It's okay. Happy birthday, Fran. She, did you see the piano she got? She got a what? I got her a piano. You got her a piano? Yeah. So when are we going to start dating? <laughs> right? Yeah. No. Uh, it, was, it was actually pretty awesome. So Kijiji's full of uh, free pianos. Yeah, it is. You just have to be willing to go get the fucking thing. Yeah, so I called a buddy of mine who had a truck, and I was like, dude, we need to go to get a piano. And then I didn't realize it had to go up, like, six steps that were quite steep. Uh, so that didn't happen. Now, so when, then, when you say a piano, though, like, what are we talking here? Like, an actual, like, piano? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of variations. <laughs> Let's see. If you pull up a picture of a keyboard, you and I are having a conversation. <laughs> right? Can you see this? that oh shit that's a piano <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> so we're trying to get that up the steps and it's not happening uh, no. so my buddy's like hold on he's like i got a friend of mine so this dude's in the army he's like oh i got a buddy of mine in my unit who's just super jacked we'll call him <laughs> <clears throat> so we got the piano into the house anyways long story short the running joke was that in order to get like it was free but i had to mobilize the canadian army <laughs> to get the piano in the house. Uh, yeah, it was it was intense. We we but we got it. And anyways, it was it was awesome. She loves That's it. That's awesome. She, I think she's plinking away at it right now. Actually, <clears throat> so actually, she might be watching because I just heard her giggle. Hi, Fran. So, um, but yeah, I I missed I missed out on Pathfinder because I was it, you know it was her birthday weekend, <clears throat> and I've kind of like vanished to the United States. Too too many times without her. So, <laughs> so even yeah. just like going to Halifax <laughs> on the same weekend as her birthday, I was just like, eh, I'm not gonna be that guy. Bring her to Snake Eater in, in November if we can afford it. <clears throat> it's uh, right. Mind you, it would help with like nothing really. It would still cost me the same amount of money. <clears throat> so because we we have like a household budget, so it's. Same amount of money, no matter what. Uh, Gingy's saying uh, thanks for the awesome event. Ooh, you're welcome, Gingy. Yeah, actually, we can't see the comments on our end. I'll have to bust out my phone in a sec, but yes. Thank you for coming, Gingy. Missed the final battle. Gingy, the town. I'll my phone so that we get that extra viewer. Hold on. There you go. (laughs) I need need all the ones I can get. Rookie numbers. Got to get those up. (laughs) Right? Uh, I wish, man. Facebook is not, is not, uh, Facebook is not playing nice. Not hitting the algorithm hotspot these days. <clears throat> no, it's not like that magical night where we suddenly exploded and went to 100 viewers. Yeah. That was weird. That was awesome. <clears throat> oh, my God. I keep choking. Uh, Dave Frazier, looking forward to joining the MegFed games in a couple weeks. Dave Frazier, I... you best be joining the CMC. You best be doing the competition. Let me guess. Dave Frazier's waiting for the MG100. Oh, Dave Frazier's definitely talking, waiting for the MG100. I figured as much. So, how much did you put in there? Uh, Hesse says, I feel the pain not being able to play much this year. Uh, I feel that pain as well, my friend. I feel that yeah. pain as well. It's only a little bit of. That's a tiny little bottle. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We got distracted. I was I watching it. myself on my phone. <laughs> it's delayed. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit. Oh, my fork. There. <laughs> 
All right, so what were we saying? Pathfinder? We had an event? Oh, yeah, we did an event. Yeah. We did an event. Yes, I heard it go. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> How'd that go? Um, event went very well. So Better than expected, honestly. It was our first event, and we were expecting something to go wrong. And it did it. <laughs> well, the only thing that went wrong was... We used a whole bunch of tents oh, to like set yeah, up the staging that's... area. And of course, we don't have any tents. So they were all like lent from people. <laughs> got a Love you, Derek. Yeah, thank you, Derek. Really sorry, Derek. And what you do to his tents? Tents is no longer a tent. Oh, it's not a tent. And it's more like a reinforced turf. Nice. And yeah. uh, But overall, the event went like unbelievably well. Uh, we were aiming, so basically we added, we actually built on Seabreeze's field. Also, thank you, Derek, cut a huge area out of the woods. Brad, I should have sent you some photos before this. We have like posters and maps and shit. I we added you. about an extra third <clears throat> the overall field size. Awesome. Can't wait to make it back. I'm, ex I'm looking forward to. Uh... Yeah, you need to get down there. It's, uh, I think you're going to like it. It was very, it kind of, I don't know, the, the, the areas we added kind of added very much reminded me of North Carolina and command decisions. Yeah, so like, like just foliage and trails well basically the yeah. whole area was solid woods and what nice. we did is we kind of cut lanes by limbing the tree branches up to like ian's height which is too tall which is like nine feet that's our standard <laughs> as, as long as he could fit through <clears throat> the standard is so, one ian yeah it's, exactly one <laughs> ian. yeah it's just like my god or that building's at least 300 ian tall electric shrek <laughs> and so i mean the, the name pathfinder kind of got pulled out of our ass but then we realized it was fairly fitting in the end because we really did just cut a lot of paths please don't sue us <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> well it's funny because yeah. you mentioned like pathfinder and i was just like i know that name from somewhere i know <laughs> well we somewhere. went over like a hundred fucking we names. we fucking we, honestly coming up with the name for the bloody event was the hardest part it took the most time it genuinely yeah. the most hours probably because everything that we thought of was already done yeah. We even had like a couple that were so good. And then I was like, fucking English Dave ran one here in Nova Scotia with the same name four <laughs> years ago. And we're all like, right. We went that to that game. Pathfinder so, is the name of a, a, a tabletop role-playing game like D&D. Oh, is it really? Yeah. That I didn't know. Yeah. What it is? I, I, I like that. Ooh, path, that's a good Pathfinder words. is like a form. It's like uh, not a, it's like the cousin to D&D. &D. Hmm. I got you. Sweet. <clears throat> Dig it. Yeah. So the one thing that we did, so obviously it was MagFed only. Which was the yeah. first Magpie game we've had in two years on like the entire East Coast uh, scenario game. Obviously, we've had the CMC with Brad last thank year. You. But, thank uh, you, thank uh, <laughs> you. We put scenario game because we were scenario. We were now. specific with scenario. Yeah. And uh, what else? Um, so we really wanted it to be different. We didn't want it to play like a walk-on. We started the spawns like as far as humanly apart as possible to still make it fair. And. Uh, and then we ran like different missions, like every single game. I don't mean just like little mission differences, like significant differences. We stole a lot from video games, as most people know. <laughs> Thanks, Battlefield. Yeah. Right. Battlefield. Yeah. Uh, we <laughs> did a couple of different ones, always try to keep people on their toes. We tied in like a bit of story, but it wasn't like heavy on now, the story. No, we didn't want to keep the narrative too heavy because the narr narrative always gets lost in the gameplay, anyways. It's true. Nobody, we like, we wanted the gameplay to kind of determine the narrative. There you go. I like that. So, so the later missions in the day were a bit more fluid as far as how they would play out because we were waiting to see how the game played out, and then we'd adjust from there. So there, and then we you know we we did our part playing a little bit of God as far as throwing down airstrikes and toxic gas where where needed to kind of keep the game balanced. If we saw you know if we started saw someone starting to get dominated or pushed back and pinned down, we kind of You'd give them a helping hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We just kind of wanted to keep the whole day flowing so that the game never really got lopsided, too, which was probably one of the hardest things to do, honestly. Absolutely. We pretty much ran out of toxic gas in one round because they just, <laughs> like, smoked one team, smoked the other one. Nice. We're like, we're going to have you guys capture these three points, and once you get one, you move on to the next, and you move on to the next, and the whole game shifts kind of like a battlefield rush or front lines or whatever the yeah. game's called. And... Uh, but they got bottlenecked before they could even get to the first objective. So we were like, oh, fuck. So we were kind of chucking out toxic gas. I had thunder bees that I was using on the field to uh, uh, blow people up, essentially. And that was actually a ton of fun. Uh, <laughs> we, we basically spent the day using all the toys we like to use at scenario games. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So 
we're still waiting for the day Enola Gay can hook us up with actual uh, grenades and uh, what are they, the paint grenades and the BB grenades. But <clears throat> Well, I'll tell you something. As soon as I get it in my hands, I'll be a lot more like excited and official. Uh, but yeah, there should be for the CMC. You want you want smoke, so you come to the CMC because there's I think going to be twenty. Nice. Just probably handed out. Sweet. Yeah. We we had smokes for sale and no one bought one. <laughs> I went out and bought twenty smoke grenades before the game started. Didn't sell a single one. Didn't sell a single one. So we ended up we just losing them. Yeah. Like I mean, like of the twenty five of them were toxic gas, and a couple were blue. So we used. Uh, not anywhere in related to Apex at all, but use blue smoke grenades to signify a, a target-rich zone of <laughs> items. And uh, but people got a little confused because we didn't specify beforehand that like a couple people brought their own smoke grenades, uh, and someone was like, "Oh, well, I brought blue smoke grenades. Can I use them?" And our initial thought was like, "No," but then we were like, "Yes," because you can throw that and trick people into thinking that it's a supply drop or whatever else. And change the game. So now when a supply drop came in, people were always a little hesitant to run right in because they didn't know whether it was real or not. Nice. But nice. Uh, we did we did a couple things too to try to mix it up with props. Like we took uh high-vis vests and made them available in supply drops or whatever on the field. And we put on the high-vis vest, it actually ran as like a bulletproof vest. So if you got a shot on the high-vis vest, you were still in the game. Obviously, you got to shoot a shot anywhere else, you're out. But that's uh, kind of neat. Was, I like that. It was like an easy way to throw a little perk out there. Honestly, we don't even know if at the end of the day someone wearing a high vis vest ever had a shot. I don't know if they, ever, they, they, they look pretty clean still. I had a look at them. <laughs> yeah, I saw people using them though. So fuck it. Yeah, and we thought high vis would be fair because we didn't want somebody to be like blasting the other team and being like, "Why isn't this guy fucking stopping? He's just dressed like everybody else." So at least the other team would know a dude with a high vis vest meant that they were like able to eat a few body shots. Nice. <clears throat> um, Jinji mentioned something about you mortared a single sniper. Oh yeah. So <laughs> sorry, Jinji. Sometimes we got to pick our targets. <laughs> so we played, what we did is if you kind of think of the field, like a big old football field, we kind of started the teams in opposite corners and then we ran three domination points like across. So each team was fairly close. Kind of like on 50 basically. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what we used were chess clocks. So like, you hit one side, the timer starts going up. We spray painted them for the team colors. The other team steals ground, runs in, hits the button. The timer stops for them and goes up on the other side. You know, as they battle back and forth, the time builds up for each team. At the end of the game, one team's got more time. What happened was Gingy got himself to the farthest objective. No, was not Gingy. Closer to the other team. <laughs> that was really supposed to be like kind of there, not yeah, gimme, supposed to be their gimme objective. But like, but you know, Gingy something fucked that up. So. so we're all on the radio and Josh and I are confirming we're like, so the townies, which was Gingy's team, captured all three points right off the break. And I came by and there were four of the wanderers, the yellow team, trying to take the objective back from Gingy, but he was using first strike rounds and like <laughs> just clap like at least a couple of them on the way in <laughs> and i knew when i heard over the radio that all of the other objectives were already taken by Gingy's team and i had to even the score a little bit so i chucked the thunder v right in front of his face basically while he was laying down a little farther out maybe no but like i could just see it too you're just being like how do i even these teams i'll just eliminate Gingy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I literally checked the Thunder V from around a corner just so it would suddenly appear like right in front of his face. Oh, and he got up. I set a 25 foot, I set a 25 foot kill radius uh, to make sure that it wasn't too easy to run away. Oh, yeah. Here's our third host. Oh, yeah. There, there you go. Goes. What? Oh. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so, anyhow, so I blew up Gingy to make it fair. So I can hear Gus breathing into the mic, and it just sounds hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a bit of a happy uh, right It's just yeah. too funny, because, like, you took a breath, and all I hear is... He's still here. And just that dopey, like, Labrador look of just, like, they're just... They're too pure. They're too pure of a dog. 
yeah he's he's a i say he's a dog's dog like he's a classic like chases balls licks his balls <laughs> he likes balls he does he likes balls. He's, he's a dog like. he's a pixar character is what he is yeah exactly yeah like he's got his favorite toy that he just ran over for me to try to throw for him but so Dave Fraser was saying, asking, uh, asked, asked two questions that I want to answer both. Uh, I want to answer one, and you're going to answer the other. I says, are you planning on having actual teams for the CMC, or do you throw t- uh, together teams? The preferred thing is for the Canadian Megfed competition, which will eventually be nationwide. I, it will happen. Um, it will. The the idea is hopefully you come with your own team because <laughs> it's a competition. <laughs> There's medals on the line. Um, but uh and a shitload of bragging rights and a shitload of bragging rights there's no actual prizes um but if you don't have a team so if you're just like if you, let's say you're like dave fraser you play on the spartans and you you know maybe most of your buddies are all speedballers or pump players and you're like i don't have any make fed friends and you're like okay no problem i can get you a team let me know definitely right if you're interested message me or message the canadian make fed competition page I can get you a team because I guarantee you there's a handful of players out there who need teams. There's probably some people with like, they've got two people and they need a third. You only need three people to make a team. That's what I was going to bring up. And we, uh, I got to say, we plugged your game pretty hard. The CMC. At, I appreciate at it. Well, we had for the first time, we had like 30 to 35 active MegFed players in one place. Yeah. And was, at the end of the day, nice. everybody was in a great mood, having a good time. So we good. were like, guys, if you enjoy Walk on MagFed, that's great. You know, scenario MagFed brings that up a little bit. You know, you get to run submissions, you get to do something different, but competition MagFed takes it to like the absolute next level. Yeah. Like there's nothing like knowing that every shot, every step, everything matters. Like you're three on three, like one player going down is a monstrous deal. So it's just, it just takes that intensity level up and it's my favorite paintball I know. Awesome. Yeah. So that's just, it's only a three man team. Uh, you can have more. Like, if you want subs, feel free. Uh, but anybody who's going to be playing has got to pay the $20 registration. That's just and that's how it a, is. And it's a super easy way to do it. Like, $20 registration <clears throat> per player. You yeah. get, you want to bring extra people, sure, but an entry per player is unbelievably fair. Yeah, no, it's unbelievable. the easiest way to do it. That way you don't have, because yeah. I know we ran into issues with this, the MML where it was $100 a team or something. I Each team how, was supposed to be five players, but yeah, people you'd see six or seven four. players. Yeah, one team ended up losing a guy. Another team had one too many. I remember <laughs> I ended up jumping on a team because they were short. Like it, it happens. Um, and you know, I'm sure that anybody at the, if somebody ends up like last minute, oh, I can't make it. Somebody else from another team will probably play on your team. It'll happen. I'm gonna try not to play this year. That'd be really great. So that I did can actually, play, play yeah, he time? snuck in to make the teams an even number. We were right. short. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I try, I, I'd rather not. Um, and then the, the second question from Dave Fraser was, uh, Pathfinder. He, he's asking if Pathfinder was first strike only. Oh no, no. no first strike no, encouraged. First, first strike encouraged. And we were actually really happy that, uh, cause we weren't sure how many first strikes to bring in where first strike paintball is not really big here in the Maritimes. We're, we're trying well that, yeah, that and it's just it's there's not a lot of fields that allow them like yeah. openly and yeah. so we were we weren't sure how much to bring in but like we pretty much sold all the first strikes we brought in which was awesome, awesome. we had like 100 or 200 first strikes left over maximum which i was okay with <laughs> yeah so right. i'll always find a good use for them what we did do that was different though is that we did include so your 20 dollar yeah. registration actually included 25 first strikes um, basically so ten dollars worth of first strikes so your registration was actually ten dollars you got ten dollars worth of first strikes and that's at 40 cents a round which is at basically field cost yeah. Um, yeah. in fact field cost was even a little higher than that we even ate a little bit on it by like a tiny Only a couple of bucks yeah, yeah nothing major but the whole idea behind it was to get new players to shoot a first strike because that's the thing is a lot of a lot of these players playing these playing paintball will go years without even having the chance to shoot a first strike right, right. and, and they also, don't oh go ahead Sorry. Uh, is, a lot of people are afraid of them, and a lot of people are like, oh, first strike rounds are dangerous. It's like, no, Last shoot it, play it, try it, Man. use it, <laughs> see what it's like. And then they're like, I see the light. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, you know what? And like Seabreeze, for example, doesn't allow first strikes on a regular walk-on day. And not because they have any I'm fears okay. or anything like that. It's just that they know that, you know, we have some experienced Megfed players at the field. And we play with beginner players as well. Like in yeah. Seabreeze, everyone yeah. plays together. And I mean, honestly... 
having first strikes would be a very large advantage at that field. That would be almost like the fact that they don't allow it. It's like, okay, well, I can understand it. But at the same time, I would actually, I don't think I would ever use first strike rounds on a walk on day just because I feel like you'd be OP. Well, we do it hypersports, so that's... Hypersports is different, though. Because so at Seabreeze, they limit... They also limit speedball players or electronic guns to eight balls a second. So it's not a field where they're like, shoot, 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 let's make money. Like, you know, they'll take bags of paint and high BPS over, you know, a good game. So it is like a much more semi eight balls a second type of field as it is. Yeah. But we do go to other fields where they don't... You can ramp, you can do whatever, and we'll take first strikes all day there. Yeah, I don't mind plugging somebody from 70 meters away if I know he's going to light me up if I get it close. Right, yeah, exactly. If you know that that guy's going to be able to keep your head down by just sending, like if you, for every one ball you can send his way, he can send 10 because he's got a hopper and a pod. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's sort of like, okay, well, I could only could pick a few shots. So the few shots I'm going to use, I want to land. So I totally get it. But yeah, it's like playing with new players or beginning players with a first strike rounds is and you're already experienced in paintball is just yeah, sort of that's, like, that's how you're just going to ruin someone's day. Well, I, like, I mean, I wouldn't like, I do. I, I always hate when people say like a first strike ruins someone's day. It just, it makes it unfair, no, right? It would because just ruin I, my I day. I'd be bored. That's what I'm talking about, but I'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. a new player, yeah. the new player walking on, looking forward to a day in paintball, just gets hit by first strikes from nowhere all day. They're not, that's not, no, paintball. agreed. Agreed. That's not how you get new players. No, that's right. Just, I just, I feel like I'd be bored. Well, yeah, and I well, mean, it's that too. I mean, yeah. it's, it's Duck Hunter at that point. So the thing <laughs> is that everybody at least gets some first strikes. Yeah. You know, the person who shows up with the most money doesn't win, you know? Yeah. Like, everyone at least has that one mag tucked everyone away. Gets a taste. You know, yeah, exactly. It's a crack. We gave them that little taste, that free <laughs> registration hit. And honestly, you know, we had absolutely no issues with people complaining about being hit from up close, from too hard, too from too far away. I didn't hear a single complaint all day, honestly, uh, other than the heat because it got bloody hot. It here. got hot. It oh, got up to like 26, 28 degrees, which out here is hot as fuck. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, a whole, whole bunch of comments flew in about the first strikes. Uh, Marianne uh, Wombolt from uh, Ma Photography says she's never fired one. The difference is night and day. Like it's, it's honestly, it's a game changer for paintball. I mean, the way that I describe it is, you know, like when you first get into paintball and you start with that rental marker and you see that person who's like 50 feet away, standing completely in the open and you fire 15 balls and absolutely none of them land. And the frustration of that being like, what the fuck paintball sucks. You don't have any accuracy (laughs) being like that person's 50 feet away. Worst case scenario, I'm firing a first strike and missing and then adjusting adjusting them with the next like one or two. Right. if you're if you have a site that's actually sighted in, you're hitting them with the first one. So yeah. it's it's an advantage, and it's just levels of playing field, and especially for larger games. Like we, our games were 30 minutes long in a lot of cases. Like if you put people out there with 130 round balls, they're going to be done in like seven minutes. <laughs> like they're you just, give me 50 first strikes, I could spend half a day out there. I'll exactly. Take a it's the same with D-Day, like making the making the sniper list at D-Day meant that like 130 first strikes that I can carry with me on the field last me like an actual long time. Like I'm on the field for a long time. I'm getting eliminations compared to throwing just a tiny little bit of paint that I have and hoping some of it lands, you know, yeah. you know, right. So I don't know. It's just to me, it's definitely just no, it, uh, it makes it people what you always kind of hoped it would be. You see it's, them, you can shoot them game. kind of deal. Yeah, like. It's a different game. And at the same time, with the current price of the first strikes, you know, you dump half a mag trying to hit somebody, and you're like, fuck, that was yeah, five yeah. bucks. Like, I don't <laughs> – I play – we were talking about playing hypersports and playing, like, with a mixed group and speedballers. I go out there with a 250 box, and I come home with half of it most yeah. of the time. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll play all day and fire two to th- – you know, two mags around, like, at – most because they're, they're five ten you're minute in games. A firefight, really. Five ten minute games because all you do is kind of move, wait till you see somebody shoot, move, you know, blah blah blah, move again, all that sort of fun stuff. But uh, but no, first strikes are great. They should be in all MagFed games. They should be in anywhere where you know they allow high rates of fire. MagFed was made for first strikes, and first strikes were made for. Uh, it's the evolution, man. If, if first strikes cost the same as paintballs, absolutely everybody would shoot first strikes, and that's just what it is. We'd find a way to load them by the hopper. <laughs> yeah, no, fucking chain fed. Believe me, PE would find a way. I'm a heavy would, weapons guy. Or, or <laughs> if they could produce first strike <laughs> instead of just first strike. Yeah. Um, yeah, a whole bunch of them here. Track. Tim, uh, oh, yeah. Dr. Rush says uh, make FSR bolt action only. I think he's referring to like playing against rental players. 
Yeah. That makes but sense, I understand but... that scenario too. Like we, I've thought of, we've asked that at Seabreeze as well. We're like, what if, you know, for a regular day of walk on with other people, first strikes are for bolt action only. And they were like, yeah, we think about it. None of us own any bolt action markers. Yeah. So it didn't really it's matter. Right? Off, didn't really matter anyhow. Yeah. But I don't um, like the idea that first strikes rounds, sorry, Dr. Rush are just for snipers. I don't like no, that at all. No, no, I don't agree with that whatsoever. Yeah, they for are for everybody who wants to shoot I, them. I, I'm a mid-range player, and I use them for exactly what we just talked about, those 50 to 100-foot shots, where instead of firing six balls, I'm going to fire one or two, and you're going to get that elimination, and that's going to keep me in the game longer. Yeah. And that's why you use them. Honestly, like, I, I look at first strikes the same way I look at paintballs. As long as they're chronoed correctly, you know, it's not going to kill you, even at, even at 20 feet, 30 feet. No, you know, it's not. Don't it's be not, a dick. Don't creep up on someone three feet away and blast them in the back. You know, no. that's what the surrender rule is for, or, or barrel tags if you want to go that way. But, you know, we're all wearing vests. We're all wearing gear. The first strike hits you, it's going to hit you. It's <laughs> a paintball, just like anything else. The username is Hemsfin, H E M S I F N E. It sounds like a sneeze. Um, this is if first strikes cost as much as the case to 2000 Vulcan graffiti and have 2000 in a box, I'd be selling my TMC and I love it. If first strikes cost the same as a 2000 round of Vulcan graffiti, it would be revolutionary. Megfed would, if that were the case, here's my opinion, wild thought, prove me wrong. Megfed would surpass Airsoft. Because if you ask yes. me, MagFed with first strikes is the most realistic. I agree with that. Even, if, even if the guns aren't one to one, the actual experience is. More I think realistic. you actually I, yeah. literally take one shot. You're working with trajectories. Of course, they're on a, an insanely short. No, and I'm not trying to spark the whole airsoft versus me paintball either. debate. I stay out of that. Yeah, I will. I'll stoke that but, fire. Let's go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, but but seriously though, I, I would I would argue I'm not trying that. To spark that debate right now. All right. <laughs> no, thank no, no, no. I think I think what it is, I think you'd bring over a lot of the players who got tired of the inaccuracy of paintball. They I think went it would to airsoft, create a right? Brand new sport, honestly. Yeah, I think yeah. it would separate. I think it would be difficult to call it like yeah. paintball, like regular paintball paint. would be what it is. What well, you know, paintball is woods ball, speedball, and magfed paintball would become magfed. It would become its own thing. It would stay yeah. on its own legs. And It'd it have to have a new name though. We'd have to rename it. It couldn't just be called magfed. Yeah. We'd have to come up with a but new so name. But so far. Well, I mean, here's something I'll say too, is like, we were talking about how small the Maritimes is and like how we're through a Meg, you know, a, a, you know, Meg fed only game and we got 35 players or whatever. And some people were like 35 players. If I threw an event and 35 players showed up, I'd never like throw another one because in Dominion, they get like 300, 400 players, right? Like, it's like if Bill, <laughs> if, if Bill Gates woke up with Oprah's money, he'd jump out a window. Like if you get, we were stoked on 35 players. We aimed for right. 30. <laughs> right. But that's the point. Like our area is not huge. But, you know, 30 players or 35 players for us was a really good turnout. It's what we hoped for. Like, I did a list before it all started, and I could only name 51 or two, 52 MegFed players by name in probably four provinces. Yeah, it's wild, eh? So there's there's that many in just Ottawa. It was pretty huge. Like, there's, yeah. Um, Speaking of MegFed, speaking of MegFed, I want to talk, I want to, Let's let's talk about the uh, bam the MG one hundred. Oh so yeah, okay. talking about the evolution like the Magfed versus Speedball. Well, not really versus Magfed and Speedball, but the MG one hundred has been announced. So, opinions. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's like I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's going to shoot very well and very reliably. It's, I don't love the proportions of it. No, it's ugly as sin. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's <laughs> it. And, I, and, I mean, and it's not saying you got to look cool to play well or any of that shit. But you know what I, I don't like about it? Looking at it, and not that I'm a huge guy with an overly large wingspan, I, it looks uncomfortable to hold for me. And that is very important. Yeah. What I think about, I think the problem with it, actually, I'm going to bring the picture back up again so everyone can see what I'm talking about. The problem for me isn't. It's it's the barrel. Why why is there like a sixteen inch barrel on it? That's a big one for me too. Yeah. Right, like if, that's if the, what like performs gosh, well with their their markers. Yeah. Right, so it, I think that's that's my thing. Is like if the barrel was shorter, it would be a really nice compact. It would basically be a competitor, not a competitor, but it would be like 
Like the die dam. You see people running the die dam with no stock. They run it with like the peanut tank and the little barrel mm. and the mags. It, it's it would just, be that. It would be the poor man's die dam. Yeah, 100%. That kind of has yeah. a nice ring to it. Right? And poor man's die dam. the first to call it that, but <laughs> it 100% is. Like I would. Right? Like I'll give it that it probably shoots more efficiently. It's probably better on paint. It's it's a modern mechanical marker from Planet Eclipse. Like it's a, right. It's ultra. It's gun internally. Like it's going to be super soft on the paint. There like, are three yeah. things essentially that I don't like: the looks, the well, four, the giant barrel, the no tank in actual stock, only the under grip. That'll, yeah. that'll probably be added later on, though. Probably the TMCs didn't start with tank and stock. I don't. Yeah, I think you're right. And, uh, except uh, I don't think the way that valve is made. I don't know if you could actually run air through possible. the back of it. I mean, I'm sure it is. They'll probably just have to extend it or you know do something. Yeah, do weird. a kit like they did with the Phenom back in the day. Yeah, maybe. But the other thing is, I don't like the die damn mags. I don't like ten stack. I don't like having yeah. to flip. It's it's a dated it's a dated design, and I'm surprised they went yeah. with it. There's so many. I, yeah, but I'll give them credit for not coming out with a, their own mag and like having to make another mag into the industry. More, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so credit to that. But I feel like there's a couple of different mags that could have. To went be honest, with, but... I would go the opposite of that. Oh, if, you know what? If they come out with their own Hold design, on. twenty round continuous mag that would draw me over way more. That's than awful. die damn mags. I don't really get you buy a marker, you need to get mags for it. That makes sense to me. I mean, every company, paintball's small. Yeah. Every, you know, I don't really care about that. that. You know, if that they decided to make their own mags. In fact, I hope that they intend to do so because, but my guess, and my other thing is I kind of have like a, a moral or an ethical, maybe not like ethical, but like I, PE has waited for everyone else to put the work in to build MagFed to what it is now. Finally seen, finally seen wagon. the dollar signs and says, "Oh hey, we can just stick a fucking magwell on our MT whatever the fuck it's called M you know uh, their mechanical gun or whatever it's copied off. I used to know the name. Um, their gun and we'll slap a magwell on it. We won't even make our own mags. Boom, we'll put a piece of plastic over the shroud. Bam, we're mag fed now. <laughs> and mag like fed. you know, have you seen? Planet Eclipse set up a tent, put out loners, sponsor a MagFed event, help any MagFed player in any fucking way previously. Like that's, I guess my issue with that is that I, I think MagFed took a lot of work to get off the ground and kind of, it's the same issue I have with the TMC. They kind of just showed up on the market, tipping shit on first strikes and everyone else trying to bring MagFed around, really kind of pushed back against it. And then came out with a marker that didn't shoot first strikes, didn't have a tank in stock, wasn't really what the MagFed community wanted, but it was like the first thing that they could put out for the cheapest amount. And then yeah. you're right, they made changes, they put the tank in stock. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's just bandwagon hoppers. I feel like Planet Eclipse, yeah, I think probably they just wanted to get into the MagFed world. Um, what I like is that, they're not a MagFed company. So this marker doesn't have to be successful because they're making bank on the G-Max. Yeah. Oh, of course. This is like a little side hustle. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a side hustle, but it's also kind of showing the MagFed world like, and I, I'm going to call them all out. I'm going to call out First Strike. I'm going to call out Milsig. I'm going to call out MaxTac, like MCS. And basically, Planet Eclipse went, hey, this is how you make an efficient modern marker. Use a mag. I get your shit I'm together. I'm going to do 100% on right? that. Like, I hope this sparks that. fucking uh, arms race of innovation. That's Yeah, exactly. That, Basically, playing that's, the clips that's is like... That's what I, I happen with it. Is that there are a ton of players in all the groups, Megfed groups are dying for this gun to come out. And I think that it's going to hurt the sales of existing companies now, which scares me a little bit because, you know, we like these existing companies. They put a lot of time and effort into MagFed and we wouldn't be where we are without them, but it's business and I get it. Sink or swim. Yeah. You know, You're so what I hope yeah. is that these guys fucking swim Thanks. and to do so is to develop new products. Yeah. Um, you know, well, it's nice that you know, they, I think existing they products more efficient. Like, I mean, you know, it's about those incremental steps as well as those big leaps along the way as right. well. 10 it's years from now, we're going to look like, back at this easy. and right. Like 10 years from now, we're going to look back and be like, man, I can't believe Planet Eclipse released a, this piece of garbage looking MagFed marker. And they're probably going to have something that is a one to one in 10 years. If if the public really likes a Planet Eclipse MagFed marker, um, it's just it's nice to see a massive company like Planet Eclipse 
because Titman's one thing. Titman's almost becoming like the Walmart of paintball. Yes. Like they're just yeah. there and they're too big to fail. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Titman is I'm just like, we don't have to do anything. We just keep pumping out 98s and A5s and selling them to Canadian tires. And Tippixes, right? And like, Tippixes, right? No, we'll keep buying them as no rental No revision to the Tippix in like how long? Right, because like, like that was the thing. Titman was like, had all of this. They just like, Tipman, every field you went to had 98s. It is, it is. Right? And they'll they had, stick around just as long as. Yeah. And then was. Planet yeah. Eclipse came out and they were just like, yo, check out this Emac. And then suddenly all the fields were like, oh. This is a cheap, <laughs> awesome rental marker. Hell yeah. Like the local field here has swapped out their entire fleet to Emacs. They dropped really? all the tips so stuff. I, I think that's like, yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's way better, partly because people get tired of seeing like a 98 looks like a piece of shit. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it really a 98 does. looks like disappointing. It, it, like, it looks like, like it was made in 1998. Marker <laughs> that looks like it was made in 1988, like or 1998. And there you fucking, go. <laughs> it's you in know, the name, buddy. You're up against somebody with a brand new marker and you're like, huh. I wonder how this is going to go with my yeah. no experience and shit marker against their lots of experience and really good marker. Right. And like, I think that's part of it. I always thought that starting a field, you know, people always used to rave about, oh, fuck, there was another like entry level, you know. Um, no, I can't even remember now. But um, keep going. But yeah. Another marker that was just like that speedball style, you know. Who made it? I can't oh, Axe. No, yeah. it's the one the Reddit was Re- the Reddit. And now I sound like I'm fucking hundred. Uh, Reddit always recommends. <laughs> I saw it on the on internet. The, on the Facebook. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, on Reddit always used to recommend it all the time, and I can't fucking I'm just having- uh well Reddit always recommends either the axe, the mini GS, or uh the A5. That's what I always see. No, that there's one more and I'm just blanking on it. Anyhow, I'm surprised on. no one is in the comments. Let me bring up Reddit. I'll just go to the paintball subreddit and be like, yo, what marker you guys recommend? Yeah, what's a, <laughs> what's a good entry level gun? And they'll just be like, wham, 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 wham. Right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. You keep but, talking, I'll find it. All right. So, but yeah, but that's my beef. My beef with the MG100 is not that it's not going to be an awesome gun because it probably is going to perform better, shoot more efficiently, quieter, smoother, all that shit that the speedball markers do compared to ours. But I won't buy one, at least not in this first generation. I'm happy with the marker I have. I like the company that put it out, mm-hmm. you know, the service that they put out, the support that they've given MagFed, all that sort of stuff. I think. You know, you don't just buy the newest toy that comes out without thinking about the people who've been there for putting in work beforehand, I guess. Oh, here we go. Sorry, I'm creeping the comments. That's right. Um, so I just punched in new. And <laughs> no, this is just barrel upgrades. Nobody's talking about it yet. We'll get there. <laughs> um, All right. So uh, they're just spamming the comments now. I can see them coming in. Uh, let's see here. Who we got? Uh, the spider, the ion, the azo- uh, azodin. I think that's supposed to be no, azodin. No, 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 no. no. As- Aziodin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where's my phone? I should look this up. The spider. Anyhow. So. <laughs> there's a marker that Reddit liked to recommend people yeah. on a bike. It's out there. Somebody go yeah, find it for me. There. Somebody go find it. Uh, <laughs> so where were we? Oh, yeah. The MG100. So basically, it's really cool to see a very high-end paintball company being like, it's MagFed stuff. There might be a future to it. Let's see what it's yes. like. So it's pretty cool. Now, speaking of other innovative projects, the Milsig pistol. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Which we know absolutely nothing about. I was going to say, very yeah. little. Yeah, I have very, very There's, little. I, we, saw, I saw a picture. And what I, did we I made to, some speculations. Yeah, what would we <laughs> used to call the segment? Uneducated opinions. Yeah, yeah, uneducated opinions. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so what I do know is that it's 50 cal. I do know that it's 50 cal. And I, it's regulated. And it's regulated. It's regulated, yeah. which is interesting because CO2 regulated will be an interesting touch. I'm assuming it'll be CO2. Well, I'm guessing that's probably... Because if you look at it... Um, it's it's kind of like the handle's going up at an angle, and then suddenly there's like this, there's a lot going on in the back of the marker. Yeah, it has kind of. Well, the heat core. It it. If it's anything based off the heat core, it's always got that bit behind. Right, the, but couldn't that be used as an expansion chamber for CO two? That's doesn't exactly that, doesn't have what to be I'm very big, And that's right? exactly what the heat core has in the back is that expansion yeah, chamber. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. yeah, it takes in any psi and only lets out a certain psi. 
Exactly. Uh, so I'm guessing that's probably what it is because Nelson said that it was it is regulated. It is 50 cal. Um, I hate the trigger. Yes, and the trigger guard. It's not the prettiest. I'll admit, I don't immediately love the looks of it. I I'm a, I'm just. I, I think it's prototype. I really think it's prototyping. It, I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna assume it's prototype. That's yeah. Yo, yeah. I'm just worried it's gonna feel like the FSC does in the hand. Mm. And the FSC is nice to have a compact pistol that shoots FSR, but personally, I'm not a fan of how it feels. And I'm with like I own an FSC. I feel like I'm carrying a, a sawed-off handgun. But the yeah. FSC is a solid block at the top that yeah. has to be huge for 68 caliber. And that's what I'm this hoping. This looks it's... like it's made for 50 caliber, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And the top is shaved. So I'm assuming that what it looks like, what weirds me out is the whole bottom half of it looks like a T81. The grip, yeah. the square frame, the pistol, the back overhang, it look, it reminds me of T1 and those are huge grips. I very much doubt that the actual final product is going to look, you know, like have yeah. a feel of a T81 because it is 50 cal. It's going to be much smaller. Yeah. But when you look at it from the fuck, if you just cover the top part of it, it looks just like, I was going to say suspiciously, but like it looks a <laughs> bit like, I don't think there's anything sinister behind it, uh, but it looks a little bit like a T81, right? So what intrigued me though is that when the Nelson released the official designs of the pistol, or not the, I should say, the unofficial designs uh, a while ago, months ago, um, it had dual, like a CO2 mag almost, and the uh, ball mag were separate. Yeah. So you could basically pull out the mag with just the balls in it and put it back in, as well as pop the CO2 separately and clunk it back in. Mm -hmm. And there's no information if it's the same for this, but that would be a huge feature, in my opinion, on that. one on Google. A picture of it on Google. Of what? Of the Nilsic Festival. Oh, it's because it's only been like one post Facebook. Post. I know. I figured Google. It's Google. Yeah. <laughs> Google knows everything. Yeah, uh, Google I knows feel, everything. I think... I, I, I'm really hoping it's just a prototype at this point because, one, it does look unfinished. Like, it doesn't look clean. <laughs> Holy shit, that does look like a TA1. Watch, do yeah, that. Yeah, no, right? I don't even need to. Yeah. It's a TA1. They took the safety out of it. Yeah. yeah, so the, the bottom grip, but even the, still, even the fuck, even the trigger, trigger. that's what I yeah. said, and the guard, yeah, so it's very similar to that, right? You know that's what? I don't you know like what? that. So that's my first thought is that the whole you're right, the trigger, Sorry. the trigger guard, and we, we, and you're coming from like this is how what we like is that he's got to get we're both a picture up because I can just hold it up to the camera if you want. What? No, I've got he's a picture got right here, he's got some tech, yeah. Um, Sorry, no, I'm just looking at... Oh, my God. The upper half of it looks good. And I think yes. the proportions will be good because it's 50 cal. Yeah. But... Like I said, I, it doesn't, I looks, like, it, immediately jump out at me. It looks almost unfinished. It, like, yeah, there's no, it looks like a mock-up. Yeah. And it, it very well could be an empty shell that we're looking at there. Right. It almost, like, it's swear to God, it actually almost looks like he just, like, carved it out of a chunk of plastic. Well, we'll feel bad if that's what the actual thing looks like in the end. <laughs> now that we've said that. What, but, uh, what, what I'm worried about, though, and this is what I was talking about with the dimensions, is that if you look at the the length behind the, the the grip and in front of the trigger guard is almost the same. So, and when you think of it, uh, when you're thinking of an FSC, which is similar, it's actually the front is almost insanely short compared to the. Trigger. I know, and I hate that. But that's it's not going to be as top heavy. So I think, like all pistols, think of the tippics, think of everything. They all have that huge back end. The only one that doesn't is the PPQ yeah. or the uh, revolver, obviously, because mm. shit's all in the bottom. That's oh man, I love that. So both that's, of yeah. these. Why isn't that on the way? You, don't, you don't own one yet. Because no, it, it hasn't come out of my. Very very soon. Though. It hasn't come out of my gear bag yet. But here's the big question, though, is that we kind of glossed over the 50 cal fact. I've never owned a 50 cal marker. I, I own a 43 cal marker, and I like it, but mm. the accuracy is shit. Anyone who shot it knows the accuracy is shit. <laughs> the The 50 is the 50 cal is noticeably better than 43, but. Is it noticeably worse than 68 cal? I think it splits the difference nicely, honestly. But it is there like you will. Oh, oh, okay. oh yeah. No, I, I would never say it's any it's anywhere as close as that okay. as 68. So until but when 50 cal first strikes come out, it's going to be a game changer. And then I'm with you 100%. And I could even but see yeah. 50 cal like main markers come out when there's 50 cal first strike. But hmm. for me, I mean, I'm never running a, uh, a pistol as a, as a primary. I'm using it 
only right, the yeah you're, you're, you're like me yeah i'm up scenarios or oh shit scenarios yeah but there's also the time where your main marker goes down you're in a mag fed game it gets hit you run out of air you have an issue and all you have is your pistol and it sucks to be limited to 50 feet so you they change the, your tactic in those situations. Yeah, but they're ta- like, I mean, you and yeah. I have been playing very long. Like, tactics you're are basically great dead at that point. Just rush. No, but I'm not talking about side. I'm not talking about tactic. I'm just talking about the, your style of play. Yeah, no, right. If you get into that situation, so, so, you but, have to be prepared to change how you're playing. That's, right. But like, ask like John, for example, we went to D Day. His main marker went down. He could not use his M5 during the day. He played D Day, a game with a thousand fucking players with a revolver. Ask him how that went. Ask him how changing his gameplay would have made it. When there's that many people on the field, you can't move and get those flanks that you want. I don't want. think having a 68 cal pistol would, would have helped John's situation any. Um, well, I'll tell you, there were probably near 100 players there playing pistols. Like, and like all the Assassin's guys played full-time with 68 caliber pistols. Like Those guys were on the field at D-Day doing well playing mains pistols. But anyone playing mains pistols using a 68 cal oh, pistol. And- and that was my point. That no, no, I'm with you. But that's exactly what I said at the beginning of this conversation. Is that is a sidearm. I get it. I yeah, get it. if yeah. I'm using it as a sidearm, which I would use it as, yeah. a 50 for, is makes perfect sense for me. For me, yeah, I I will run that 50 cal. I've actually got a holster. It should actually be in my hands tomorrow. I can't wait. Mm. Um, Via Kydex? No, 3D printed. Ooh. Uh, once you see it, it's amazing. Um, Wait, did we see one? Is this a guy at D-Day who had one? Yeah, Brandon Dooley. Yes. Okay, I that saw thing. that. Yeah. So I got to figure out. How, yeah, it was really good. Uh, I got to figure out how to reinforce it. I think I'm actually going to. I found um, carbon fiber tape. So it's like it's it's literally woven carbon fiber with an adhesive on one side. And I'm going to see if I can actually adhere it to it and see if it might add some protection, maybe elasticity to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not sure. Either way, it'll make it look badass. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'll run that TR 50, I'll run the 50 cal sidearm for me. If my main marker goes down, I, I will do my best, but I'm probably out. Like, See, I'm just- and that's, and that's kind of what was my point is that you're right. I do. Like I've played, I played almost all last year with my 43 cal and I loved it for those close up situations used as, as a sidearm. But then I brought my FSC back out. I finally got a good holster for it, a Kydex holster as well. And now I play with just it because I have find myself in those situations where I pulled out the PBQ and was like, fuck. <laughs> you know, yeah. like... And I would say that about the PBQ. Um, I'm, I love the PBQ as a marker. I am not a fan of 40 cal, 43 cal paint. No. It, is, it has a 15-foot like effective range and that is it that is yeah. garbage it's yeah. a great bunker marker it really is and it feels fucking awesome and it rocks the slide back when you shoot it and co2 yeah, lasts forever shoot. yeah, yeah the, for the zero P- maintenance the you ppq know, is blast, the marker right when i put it next to my fsc i take the fsc out. yeah the, and that's because i like having the option to have a secondary that is basically shoots almost as well as my primary so for me, the PPQ, even the TR-50, the 50 cal mark, because the 50 cal paint is not as re- nearly as reliable as 68. Yeah. Um, but for me, pulling out that sidearm is is it's more like I'm gonna bunker, but I also can only like reload so many. Um, it's not the mindset of like I'm gonna bunker this dude and I'm gonna keep going with this pistol. <laughs> right. It's right. The, the, the the mindset is I'm gonna look fucking cool getting eliminated <laughs> like that's you know like that's the, the photographers nearby let yeah. me bust this up right that's the mindset i'm going into with the with the sidearm <laughs> so that's my mentality with the sidearms uh especially yeah with the 50 cal even the 43 cal like i said the ppq looks fucking badass um, it feels badass right it's awesome but it, it's yeah it's like i'm gonna look fucking great the ppp the ppp <laughs> That's awesome. If you don't get that, like, if you don't write that on your marker somewhere, I'm doing it for you. <laughs> Bright silver sharpie, PPP. Um. So, I had I had a thought and I lost it and I don't know what happened to it. Uh, it's gone. Oh, real quick, I don't have a photo to go for this, but just uh. Shout out for anyone watching. If anyone ever thinks like, man, there's too many rules for paintball in Canada. uh, Take a look at the mid-north coast in Australia. 
they had to go to le- they had to actually get legislation rewritten. Uh, they won, which is awesome. That paintball markers are no longer considered a restricted firearm. Oh, that's I'm, awesome! No, I've heard stories about Australia. And it's, yeah, so this Germany one is. I know those are two very tough places. There's a, which is hilarious because you look at the fucking paintball games in Germany and they look lit. So right? the, the crazy thing about Germany, I know, is that like you know how when we're like, oh, paintball field can't be like ten feet from a road because people are going to be driving by. In Germany, it's like can't be two kilometers from a road. Like they have to be. Because the like, wind big. might take the paintball and just keep it going, like the leaves in Pocahontas, like. <laughs> yeah it's like you got to be out there like from what i understand that there's a lot of restrictions wild, not just right? on like the markers themselves but where they can run fields but yeah i thing. feel for any place thank god paintball knock on wood if there's any around uh by metal <laughs> yeah uh, it doesn't have to do like the orange tip the orange right. tip oh, is like yeah. horrifyingly disheartening. If you yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, I was telling a story recently about Josh and I. I got to uh, at, Cal- at California when we got to ride around in the back of the dune buggy, and how awesome it was. The guy was ripping the dune buggy up uh, the hills, and we're like, "Well, it was also insanely it was, it was, dangerous. It was it was awesome. It was so cool. It was so much fun." It was so dangerous. Wait, it was California? So yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. done it absolutely in uh, Copperopolis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The guy, he should not have driven the way he was. However, but it was really fucking cool, <laughs> right? <very> fucking <laughs> but and but we have all this awesome footage. I got my GoPro on. We're flying through die. battles. We're hanging on by a single hand on the back oh, of a man. fucking dune buggy going up hills and rocks. And I look over, and our fucking and I'm going over the footage. I'm like, this is gonna be so cool, the coolest footage ever. We all have our fucking barrel blockers on, <laughs> and it fucking ruins the footage entirely. And I mean, just that little red piece of plastic sticking out the end, and it just sucks all the fucking coolness out of it entirely. Now imagine our entire games, everything we did, we had orange tips on the end of our markers. I'd feel like we were playing Nerf. Like, it would, <laughs> yeah, like that would be just. So you got to be thankful, at least here in Canada and other places, that we don't have to do that. Yeah, it's so just like a big shout out to those folks who managed like that was a big win for them uh, because there was a field out that way that somehow the field managed to survive. They also made it so that you didn't have to be 16 to play paintball. Oh, that's good. I think like 12 is a good age. I started playing when I was 12. I I think think I was 11 or 12 when I played my first game. Yeah, and that's what they, the age they moved it to. They were like, it's, they got it moved to to 12, which is great um, because, yeah, they were just, they were stuck with, uh, with, you had to wait till you were 16, which is just absolute garbage. Yeah, that was weird. So, um, Sorry, I'm fiddling with something that I shouldn't be fiddling with, but I'm doing it anyways. Yeah, sounds dirty. <laughs> no, uh, I wish. I got his channel shut yeah. down. <laughs> right? And or went viral. Who knows? <laughs> You'll never Maybe know. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> <It'll be viral>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have. Uh, I have to get one particular thing done before i can start talking about the other thing next i told you he's he's all cooped up um (laughs) so uh what was that don't ask me where i pulled that out of (laughs) that's uh it's a little trick i learned in college (laughs) that's how i put myself through college um (laughs) so now that we're getting near the end of the show relatively near we're a little bit past the 30 minute mark but we're gonna keep we're gonna keep on 30? trucking for na- our hour mark my bad 9 30 right it is so uh real quick we're gonna take Tricked like i think i was exercising this <laughs> is so pumped about paintball his heart rate spiked <laughs> i completed my move goal while sitting down fantastic uh so of course, uh, there's people that make this podcast possible, the ones that help us keep the lights on. One of them is Defcon Paintball Gear. So go to defconpaintballgear.com. Basically, everything and anything you could ever need, including the MG100 pre-order for about $700. And you have three days 
to buy the 600 plus 150. I saw that behind your hand. All of you're just like, is that really $700? Yes, it is $700. Try, try to be more discreet. No. It's uh, really good. That <laughs> like, yeah, the Magnum microphones. No, it wasn't. I didn't even hear you. It was just like your hand over your face and you just like your eyes were just like, is that like $700? Like, yes. It's like um, a third of a die dam, right? Though? Right. Yeah, but it's, it's a, almost a quarter of a sar, so fair enough. Right. Uh, now, you have three days for the Operation Wolverine special oh, purchase. Damn. 600 That's first strike days. rounds. So the, the, the deal. No, it's not three days till the event. It's three days to, to buy your no, first strike No, no, no. I still want to get in on that deal. Yeah, so... It's a smoking deal for anyone who's going. Yep. 600 first strike rounds plus 150 free. I think it's $208. This is a pickup at event only. You cannot have them shipped to you. You have to pick them up. It's an insane um, deal. That's like thirty. That's I don't want to do math, but that's like thirty cents around, roughly. Yeah, that's like it's outrageous. Ever fucking been in Canada? Heck. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. outrageous. Wow. Uh, tier one armament. So if you go really? to tier one armamentstore.com, yeah. these guys are your like tactical people. They've got everything. They've got the soft goods. They got the markers. They've got the cool trinkets. They got the cool accessories. So they're the dudes to talk to if you're looking for the tactical shit. And of course, PB Swag Bag. Uh, these folks are the oh, ones that get you your once a month uh, fancy blue bag with all the cool paintball shit in it for thirty eight fifty a month, and uh, shipped right to your door every month. It's pretty cool. It's where I got this hat, and I love this hat. It's also where I got like all three of those headbands that are behind me right now, and uh, yeah, new one every month. Uh, I didn't get one this month, so I have to call and find out what the hell happened there. <laughs> <laughs> So the last one got seized by customs, torn open, and then poorly resealed. So God only knows what happened to this one. And then, of course, uh, the most important people who make this uh, podcast possible are the Patreon supporters. So we have Mary, Ryan, Sizzle, Dave, Sage, Jeffrey, Alex, Dr. Rush, Tony, Matt, S, Justin. And, of course, finally, I remember to put his name on it, Tim B., Who's been a <laughs> who's been a Patreon supporter for months now, and I've forgotten to put his name in. So now his name is in fancy colors. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to become a Patreon supporter, if you are in the position to become one, uh, Patreon.com/slash Maritime Paintball Podcast, and you can help me keep this single light on. <laughs> it's well positioned. It's literally the only light in his house. Please help him. They, right? They it's from room to room. It's so cold in the winter. Brand sitting in the dark playing piano right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's not happy music either. No, it's no, it's so cold. It's an LED. It doesn't give off any heat. It... Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it's so... only bomb, but it's a nice one. Yeah. Uh, Operation Wolverine, like, though, is... I wish I could control from Um I got one of those. It's awesome. Right? They're pretty neat. If I we were in the other room, you could see it. <laughs> I'm good. Um, what was I going to say? Operation Wolverine is going to be a fantastic event. One big thing about it, and the reason why you're going to want to get in on that first strike uh, rounds is, one, it's mag-fed only. Second, mm-hmm. first strikes are allowed indoors. Whoop, whoop. Mm. Whoop, whoop. Right? Now. Is this, is this the first event that's been allowed? The yes. very first. That they're yeah. allowed indoors to indoors. They've you're been up. allowed indoor and outdoor. inside inside yeah. out but into it's been yeah. a complicated evolution yes and but here's the one reason why you may not want to go uh-oh i won't be there no i think we might drive and we're just going to pick you up on the way don't tease me. it was going to be a surprise you, you just show ever... up like i'm not at home i'm at work or something like shit hey get in the car that doesn't matter. Okay, we bye. know where you work yeah that's fine <laughs> You've got go the for, van with the mask and everything. Right? We're just going to go on my lunch break and come back four days later. Yeah. Just w- walk in as if nothing changed. We'll like beat you up a little bit so you can be like, I was kidnapped yeah, yeah, yeah. against my will. So, but yeah, it's, uh, I unfortunately will not, I can't uh, make it because money. Just wait. Uh, There's going to be like two or three weeks and you're going to hear him change his mind because we're going to lay the peer pressure on real thick. Uh, it ain't going to happen. Well, I, we'll I be driving by in the car anyhow. We'll have a hotel room probably anyhow. So we'll see. We'll work it out. Okay. 
<laughs> Richard. Always no, a way you can pay us no, back. Noah Richard. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, hold on, let me just tie this back by. <laughs> you know, I prefer the two. Yeah. Right. Right. I'll uh, I'll put a lot of oil in the mustache. I'll make it nice and supple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marianne says it's nonsense. Noah Richards is sad. Uh, he says me too. It's like, buddy. I feel you. Uh, but yeah, Marianne Wombolt says, thought you were nonsense. I'm glad she thinks me not being there is nonsense. That makes me feel good. It <laughs> like, is nonsense. Right? Is. That's why that's not going to happen. One particular person in Ontario is just like, no, fuck you. You're going. I'm like, all right. No. Um, so yeah. No, a couple of us. There's going to be like 20 of us. And then the peer pressure will pile up. <sighs> when is it? <laughs> See? See? It's working July already. July 12th weekend, I think. Just, you know, a couple nights of ramen. Mm. Ramen's delicious. It is. Uh, is you it really July it. 12th? We're literally going to be driving here. by. I'll find it right now. I'm pretty sure it's July 12th. Ah, what the hell? Oh, I lost them. I don't know where they went. They just randomly disconnected. I don't know what happened. I think their internet gave out. They were kind of... So... Um, <laughs> I hate when this happens because I don't know what to do, folks. I think that's what I'm going to uh call it, but yeah, that's it. Uh, just remember the deadline is June 28th. If you want to get in on that first strike deal from DEFCON Paintball, um, you're gonna to want to do it in the next three days, two days, if you're listening to this the day after it went air. So it is now June 25th, you have until June 28th to pre order. And it is pickup at event only. Two hundred nine ninety nine gets you seven hundred and fifty first strikes. So that's it. I'm gonna call it. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna call the show, folks. Thank you so much for hanging out uh, and for uh, commenting and chatting and sharing and all that. Just please do me a solid favor. Share this all over the place. Uh, even though we're ending the show, share it because it saves and it, it gets me views and it really does help. Um, and that's it. That is it, folks. So until, uh, actually, just thank you to all the sponsors and thank you to the Patreon supporters, especially Tim for being such a great guy and putting up with me forgetting to put his face up or his name up. So that's it. I'm out of here. Thank you so much, guys. Until next week. Cheers. <laughs>